Um, for all of our listeners out there, we were in great flow, and then because I'm a complete putz, I had the wrong card in our thing, and it wasn't recording. So I have no idea what we captured from, or, or we're in blanked out. So I'm just going to start it from, I'm going to give the recap. I'm at a family. I have no idea what information they know from that from before. Where do you think I need to start this? It could have it could have ended at in the middle of the song. Oh, that's true. Okay, so let, let's start it from here. I had I went home. And you, you you'll edit it or no? I'm not going to edit it. I mean, at some point I will have to. I don't know. Okay, let's just start from here. I had to let's go just, home. Yeah, I had How to go you? home for a family dinner. Okay. And family dinner, it's five hours of travel time for me. I don't necessarily, I hate, I hate eating at restaurants. Just generally speaking, it's not something I enjoy at all. On this particular day, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying not to drink alcohol. And I'm stuck at a table for a family dinner for multiple birthdays. And I'm sitting there and I'm just trying to be get pleasant and get through it, right? So anyways, personally, I was saying I don't like appetizers. Because I'm actually, aside from cake... Or like pizza, I'm not like a big eater in one sitting. So if I'm hungry, I want to get right to the main dish and enjoy my main dish. If I'm eating appetizers, you're a monster. I'm ruining my main meal. No appetizers. I get it. I get why people love it. It 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 annoys me. I want to. I don't like you sitting at the table. You want to enjoy appetizers, but you just can't. I don't know if explain I explain it. It, to me, it slows down the meal too much, so it's annoying. I'd rather just get to the meal or just do only appetizers. I'll say it like this. I'm all for appetizers if you were to bring out all the food in one round. Oh, okay. So like if you were to reorient the meal where it's like I get my burger and everything else is basically everything that would be an appetizer is basically side dish, I'm all for that. But if I got to wait 20 minutes for an appetizer to then wait 20 minutes for the food coming out kind of situation, that's just a bug out to me and I don't like it. All right, that's And so if you know that you're at a restaurant that's operating slow and my don't be ordering appetizers. Let's do this in one round. That, but that's my take. I get that other people aren't oriented that way. So anyways, on this particular occasion, I'm trying to eat healthy. Okay. All right? Everyone orders appetizers but me. Now I'm sitting here. I got a half an hour until my salad comes out, and it's just wings. Fried this. Fried that. Just all deliciousness. And I'm just sitting there. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. And is it, is it um, one of those situations with appetizers where it's, they're ordering a bunch of appetizers to share. Yes, they're putting oh. it across the table. So you're you're yeah. in a spot. And you're I also I, I'm you're a fat guy. Pickle. I know I eat one thing. That's it. Now we're eating, and it's not just hey we're eating. I'm gonna have a problem because I got a show in four hours in the city, and if I overeat, I'm just gonna be not be. I'm not gonna be sharp at the show. I don't get that much stage time, and then I'll just be more pissed about the fact that I had to go in for this family dinner, right? So then finally, I was like, okay, I need a like. I'm losing my shit. I'm gonna have a beer, right? Sort of beer. Beer's not even good. It's just like it's too. It's like a little bit flat. And then I'm doing that thing where it's like, all right, I already drank. Let me get, let me order some hard alcohol. Like I like I'll just have like one shot on the rocks. Like I already drank booze. This booze didn't hit the spot. Let me. And now I'm in my head, just like, no, you don't need the drink. You don't need the drink. You got to show in a little bit. You're gonna get to the city. You'll have some cough. You don't need a drink. Fine. Now we get through the whole meal and. While this is all going on in my head, I couldn't be more pleasant. I'm making conversation with Grandpa Sam about politics. I'm across the others, schmoozing with my grandma about life. I'm just on board. I am sharp. And this is only after after you already ate? The, I'm talking the whole or meal. I'm giving the, the recap. I'm okay. there the whole time. Suddenly, I'm sitting there, and I'm just uncomfortable. I've had enough. I just realized I've had enough. Dessert's about to come. I really don't want to sit there when dessert comes out because I don't want to eat it. 
I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about timing in terms of getting to the city. And maybe I was a little bit short, but I think I was pretty diplomatic. I turned to my dad. I was like, hey, I think I got to get going. Can you give me a ride to the train? From the other Ooh. side of the table. You asked for a ride from a participant of the meal. But that was pre-planned that someone was going to have to give me a ride to the train. Okay. We had been there for an hour and a half. So it could be that I was cutting short his experience of sitting at the table with everyone. Uh-huh. But I felt like I'd sat there for a long time. And I was also just starting to... My patience had been exceeded. And I was trying to like leave in a, in a peaceful manner. Okay. But you already think maybe that that was just an well, inappropriate time to... I think... I have no problem with you leaving at whatever time. But you think I needed to make other arrangements than someone there? Yeah. I th- well, I think that if, um, unless, as you said, it was, it was pre-sorted out, but I don't think, I- I- I'm guessing that the timing of it wasn't sorted out already. Right. So anyways, my younger sister pipes in. And she's like, middle or youngest? Youngest. She's like, you can't leave now. What do you mean you're leaving now? And I, my first thought in my head was, I could just tell them I have to rush to the city, and like, no big deal, they'll take me. And then my second thought in my head was, I'm about to start a fight. And so I responded, because I'm ready to go, and I don't want to sit here anymore. And then all of Coach goes silent. I mean, hold on, wait. Everyone heard that? (laughs) I'm like a pretty loud talker. And when I'm talking stern, I feel like it's pretty apparent. You got family over here, looks over like. Can you repeat that line? I just need to let that sink in for. I I believe the line was. I thought that just the table heard it, but now I'm I'm trying to picture the. I believe the line. I believe the line was. Younger sister goes, and question wasn't unreasonable. We might have had loose plans that someone was going to drive both of us to the train, and I'm oh, getting up and going, and I'm getting up and going, to- hey, I, 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 like, I got to get out of here. Someone's got to give me a ride to the train. And she goes, maybe a little bit obnoxious, but I wasn't in the right either. She goes, like, what do you mean? You can't leave now. We're all still sitting. You can't leave now. And I, I, I had first thought in my head was I could just say I have to go and be dip-. Second thought in my head was yeah. let's fucking go. And I went with, let's fucking go. And then what came out of my head was, I am ready to leave. I don't want to sit here anymore. I don't want to sit here I'm anymore. I'm pretty sure I said those words. the whole fucking restaurant. I'm pretty sure I said those words, right? And then the second it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Why'd you do that? that Why'd you even? That was completely, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was it, it was a slow-mo in my head, but th- 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 this thing just triggered where the way she said her comment kind of bothered me. I'm not you saying it was the right. You could have even, even cut it off halfway. And been, it, in, in no, the I felt like at that point I was committed. Then she said something, and then this is where working a confrontational sales job is the worst thing in the world. She says, like, we're all sitting down. We're having a, I, I don't get, like, you, you can't leave. You're, there's no way you're leaving. And then it's like you click into that sales thing where it's like, okay, now we're going to have an argument, and I'm going to win this argument. Like it, and, and, and that's just like a dumb ego point of pride thing i'll tell you there's a great movie called uh tin men with um uh with danny devito and uh what the fuck's the other guy's name schwarzenegger no no no. (laughs) that was twins (laughs) twin men they're they're both um sellers of like uh um not when you you don't get your house painted but instead you get like the The metal exactly so they were both and they get into a car accident and they're both like alpha dogging each other where they're being more confident that it's the other person's fault Uh and you can see the personality of like two salespeople butting heads because we're used to kind of being full of shit and just selling 
us being full of shit until the other person goes, okay, you're right. It's a game of confidence. So then the conversation goes, I don't understand. I told you that I'm uncomfortable sitting here. Why is it important to you that I continue to sit here and be uncomfortable? (laughs) Did you say that out loud enough for everyone still? (laughs) Yes. Because now we're doing that thing. I've worked. You might be. You might be on some blacklist at 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 Coach. I mean, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. In my head, it's like I'm not. But that's a problem. That's a sales problem. That like. I am comfortable being confrontational. If we're going to have an argument, I will have an argument with you. And and then it's the end and you even know how to structure all of your points where it's like, well, you just said X. Explain to me why you said that. Like, and then my mom's like, all right, we're in the room. I was like, no, she wants to have a conversational about this. It's important to her that I sit here, even though I said I'm uncomfortable. Let's have a conversation about it. And then I could see how upset I I was like, all right, I'm going to (laughs) go. And at that point, did you leave on your own? Well, I, I was then I kind of made it a little funny. I was like, hey, Grandpa, like, good to see you. Sorry. He's like, no, nah, I get it. You're you. Like, he's cool. I was like, you see, Grandpa Sam gets it. Siri's cool. I don't get why the rest of you can't be cool. But whatever. It was like it, it was like an angry moment where while it was right away, I was like, that is so unca- out of character for me. Like, why? Why did you? Why did I feel the need go to escalate route? it? Yeah. So then I had another incident this week. <laughs> I had another incident, Yussel. That's just the first one, right? The second incident is I'm hosting a comedy show down in the village. I, co- I host a show every Tuesday night. We book a comic on the show. Um, I want to say he's in his 50s, heavy set guy. And the last time we booked this guy, he was a prick to me. Like, I'm just, I host the show. I'm nice to all the comics. I think before his spot, I tried to like walk over and introduce myself, mm-hmm. ask him what he wanted to say. And he was, he was just a prick. And then at the end of his set, he didn't put his mic in the mic stand. He did this thing where he handed it to me. He was just, he was just a prick. So I was surprised that we had booked him a second time, right? Mm-hmm. So we book him a second time. And um, once again, it, firstly, before I bring him up, he's doing this thing where he's like crowding the stage, which is annoying. Anyways, I, I bring him up. What is that? Like as opposed Hovering? to yeah, as opposed to like waiting for me to introduce him, he's just like standing there, like in my face, like introduce me already. I'm ready. To, it, it's very annoying. Mm-hmm. I bring him up on stage. At the end of his set, he runs the light. What that means is when someone's up past. on time, you tell them, "Hey, your time's up." And if they run the light, it, it's a real problem. We're trying to get a lot of people up on the show. It's annoying. Not only is he running the light, but he's just eating it. That's like that's that's like worse. It's like one thing if you're killing and you run the light. It's another thing if your jokes just aren't hitting and you're running the light. It means that I have to rebuild the room. I can't tell my jokes. Some other comic loses time. It's just inconsiderate, right? So he's running the light and he's talking about dick pics. That's that's just kind of like the topic he's working with. So what I do as a host, if someone's not doing well and I have a joke on that topic, what I'll try and do is talk about their topic, get laughs, get the room back engaged, bring up the next comic. That doesn't always work. It's a pretty good strategy if you're doing hosting well. It's a good strategy, right? So guy, finally, he ends his set. I come up to the stage. He doesn't put the mic in in the mic stand again. He hands it to me, makes some comment about my shoes. Oh, the fucking host is back with his dumb red shoes. Gets off the stage, right? And then I go, um, he's like walking around. I was like, all right, last guy, you know, he was talking about dick pics. And while he's walking around, he goes, don't be talking about my material. I'm, I'm making him seem funnier. He doesn't sound like Dice at all, but he's mm-hmm. got like some fucking douchey tough guy thing, right? So I tell a couple jokes, get a laugh, bring up the next comic, and I get off stage, and I'm like, I'm going to go have an argument with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you 
And also, you have limited time also. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, have you have time. to be back in Yeah, five, I got to be back minutes. pretty soon. But I have this. I was like, I'm going to go have an but argument like, with this. The, the next five, ten minutes. I'm like, yeah. Even if it goes long and I, uh, I'm i not able to call my secretary, I'm going to go have a fucking argument uh-huh. with this guy. So I walk over to him pretty hot. I was like, hey, man, why are you yelling at me while you're off stage? And whatever. It just becomes an argument. It becomes a big thing, uh-huh. right? Well, do you have any backing? No. No, no, no. Oh, this, not, not even a little. No. no, no, no. And I, You're going he, in hot. He's older, but I, I would almost say he's like one and a half times. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. What, what I One and a half times my size? He's a big dude. Okay. He's a big dude. What I estimate in terms of if I had to fight him, th- this would be my take on how a fight with me and him would go. He you has just, a, you stay low. No, he has enough weight that I think if he threw like a power like right hand, he could probably knock me out in one shot. If he gets a single punch off and he doesn't knock me out, I think I blast him with so many hits before he even like he's just too slow. Like he doesn't even know what's happening. The other thing is if we're in an area that has space, I'm just moving around. He tires out in 30 seconds because he's an old fat guy. Okay. But if he lands one punch, it's an issue, right. right? And the other thing is. If a fight actually happens, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just not. Like, I, I might hit you like once or two and be like, all right, are we Have you done ever with been this? been in a fight? I think once it ended really quickly. I like, it was like in camp, some guy came, I pushed him through. Like, literally, he came, like, he started, straight up started a fight with me. I just shoved him. He went through like a dresser, fell on a bed. I jumped on top of him. I was literally about to punch him in the face. And then, like, some kids just grabbed me and it was over. It was like a very Jew fight. It was one uh-huh. push and it was over. <laughs> One other time, I, I'll tell you that this was a nutty story. I, I was at a concert, and before the concert, no, concert's going on. This guy behind me just, like, keeps on shoving me, right? You ever been to um, a nutty place? It's called Toad's Place in New Haven. Is it a comedy place? No, no, no. It's, um, it's uh, like, a music place. No. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the stage on, on this story a little bit. So there's a place that's called Toad's Place. It's in New Haven, and the week before I was there, someone got murdered, okay? Right. At this at this place, now, this night it was um, Cage the Elephant. You ever hear that band? Nope. Cage the Elephant's a cool band. You know what? I'm gonna put on some some of their tunes Keep in the background yeah. so that we can uh, we can place a tone for the story. Have you ever been in a brawl? Never. I've never been in a fight. Never been. Not not anything. Not even like the starting ups of. Anything. This is how much of a that's a pussy all of our crew is. I don't think any of us have ever been in a fight of our entire like group. Pure thing, Joey. I don't think so. Yeah. Joey's the one person, firstly strong yeah. and angry. So you would think just because of that he might have been in a fight. But no, I don't think I don't think he's ever been in a fight. So I'm at this concert, Cage the Elephant. We're kind of I'd say hard rock. I mean. call them like trendy rock i don't know what you call this category but they're like a rock and roll band the event was sponsored by um jack daniels and it was free i don't i I think you just like (laughs) had to find out about it submit a form and you got tickets for free jack daniels might it was either discounted booze or they were giving out booze what i learned is sometimes you want people to have to spend money to go somewhere because it gets rid of a certain group of person yes there's some people that you literally don't want to interact with. And so what I remember of this concert was even beforehand, people were like scary drunk and there were just people who you just, you didn't want to enter almost like a, like a homeless dude kind of situation where you're like, Oh, I wish this concert cost $15 that I wasn't hanging out with this homeless guy. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyways, the place is just too drunk. Band starts playing 
and it's getting a little rowdy. And this guy behind me just keeps on pushing me. So I finally turn around. I was like, hey, man, do you mind not pushing me? And he's taking his arm. He's straight up pushing me. I'm holding a beer. Beer's like spilling on me. So I finally have this moment in my head. I'm like, I got to punch this guy. I'm like, that's it. I literally just told the guy not to push me. He's pushing me. This is my moment. I'm going to throw my first punch my whole life. And by the way, I've taken some boxing classes. I'm like, this is going to be epic. I'm going to cross this guy in the face. I'm going to knock him the fuck out. So what I did is I turned around. I tried to pull that mover like you throw the beer in the guy's face. I turned around. I throw the beer in his face. I go to punch him. I fell right on the floor. Well, you like slipped on your beer. I slipped. That's what they don't tell you about the movie. <laughs> I slipped on the beer. I tried to throw in that guy's face and I fell on the fucking floor, right? <laughs> now, this place was like drunk. They were just waiting for something to happen. It turns into a brawl. A straight up brawl. I'm lucky. This is like in a movie. I crawled away I from the say, brawl. You're on the floor. I was on the floor. No one knew it was me. I turned around and it was like looking at Sodom and Gomorrah with the salt. Like <laughs> people are just getting punched in the face. There's a dude on the floor. I swear to God, like UFC style, some guy is just fucking punching him in the face. They were just re- just waiting for the first like they were waiting shoe to drop and then exactly to go it just fucking wild created a brawl right. So I would say that goes on for like. I mean, your perception of time and those kind of things, like, I can't tell you. Security got in, so it was probably, like, 30 seconds, but it was violent. It was, like, Uh straight up the front area, let's say, 15 people or something just all punching each other. Like, straight up brawl. And after that, I was like, all right, I can't can't be getting into fights. That's the most pathetic thing that's ever happened. I literally threw a punch and fell on the floor. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> so that that was the one time I got into a fight. But anyways, amongst those two instances, I, I'm noticing a net, like I got this. I, I got it. Like I've always been, but it's it, that was like a new thing that was twice in a row in a week where I was like, I'm gonna go start like this thing. So just what clicked happened with, in my, the, with the 50 year old guy? Um, what happened was, funnily enough, the comic who was on stage, someone else let them left the stage, and then they came to get me like, hey, like the person left the stage, and then I had to go run to get on stage and continue hosting the show. And then what? I think he, was still I think there. I think he left. No, I think he oh. left. Yeah, yeah. Which um All right. Yeah. Whatever. Getting a little angry. I guess that's it on that topic. You got any advice for me on that? You know what? No, because I just think that you know, some things just trigger. Yeah. I will say this. Things. I I kind of um I believe Oh wait, did, yeah. About the first story, did you get that ride to the train station? Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was making enough of a scene in the restaurant. They're like, we better get this fucking wacko out of here. It's embarrassing us. But I think you actually raised the best point of that is that since I was relying on one of them for a ride, if one of them was going to take me to the train station and come back, that's 20 minutes. That means yeah. they're basically not there for the meal also. That's what I'm saying. I that's- was kind of looking at it from bug out mode of I cannot be here when this dessert comes out. And like I've had enough, but you're right. I, I th- at that point I needed to like take a cab or like walk yeah, down to then, the train station. Yeah, then it's totally fine. Where right. you, you know, you you're out on your own volition. You're not quote unquote inconveniencing anyone else. That right. That they wouldn't. Ha- they shouldn't have a problem with you leaving at any point under those circumstances. Right. You want to hear more on that though? This I is would, funny too. Yeah, of course. This okay, is, this, this is, is funny too. I love this shit. So next day, I call my mom to apologize, just to be nice. I wanted to be like, I just wanted to tell her, and this wasn't even true. I wanted to say, hey, I was really happy to be having dinner with the family. I don't want you to think I came home and was just being like having a miserable time. Because I, I realized, like, hey, I made her feel bad. She tried to put together a nice family meal, and then it comes up like, oh, that I'm sitting there fucking miserable. I make everyone feel bad. That sucks. So I'm trying to call her up just to be like, hey, I was having a nice time. 
that comment rubbed me the wrong way. Like, sorry I said that. It's not like I was, uh, it's not like I was having a bad time. I just had to get out of there, right? Mm-hmm. So I say that to her. She's like, oh, thank you. I really felt bad that I brought you home. You know, I, I feel like uh, Franny's comment was right. She probably just shouldn't have I was like, what do you mean it was right? And I clicked right back in. <laughs> She's like, no, I didn't mean, I was like, no, you just said you thought her comment was accurate. What about what she said you think was important for me to hear? Well, it, it- the the point I'm, of I'm not saying she was wrong. I'm just telling you I clicked right back into that sales thing. Were you like instantly? I was like, okay, let's have that conversation. And you're, no, I, I get that. And I'm like, how did I get sucked back? Like, this is not what I meant to do. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I I did kind of um, when I was thinking about that, I got like a general philosophy in life. I I think it's for your own sake. I think it's good to be a nice person. Now, like I've read books like uh, Robert Greene's Power. And I've also read, I've read like some literature where you can make an argument that really life is about the pursuit of power and anyone who does not acknowledge that they're not being honest with themselves. Anytime that people are being nice, it's really a manifestation of low self-esteem. What's going on is you want to feel good about yourself. And since you're not in a high status or you're not like winning at the game of acquiring power, the way that you feel good about yourself is being nice to people. And that's actually a sucker's game. That's an argument that people will make about what life is. It's really objectively about how much power you can attain. That's what life's about. The more power you have, the more happy you're going to be because that's what this is. And if you're not being honest about that, you're missing out on what this really is. I don't agree with that. I have a belief in a goodness, but that's a belief. Like the same way people have spiritual beliefs, I have a belief that there's a value in being good Maybe there's like a karma to it, but that's a belief. That's not like something I can prove to you logically that that's a better way to live. That's just a belief that I have. But one of the ways I'm seeing it is like in that sales job that I had that made me more confrontational. Now that job, I'm not saying, I I think the product we were selling was pretty good, but we were pretty aggressive about it. That's all sales. Like today I I got a call from like a telemarketing thing where it's like, hey, there's a problem with your credit card. Um, it's like an automatic thing. And so they yeah. tell me there's a problem with my credit card and I'm like, oh, I better listen to this. Then it's like, we actually have you pre-approved. That's all it sells. It's like, it starts with a lie and then it's like, they get you listening kind of situation and that's how they hook you is because now you're having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what we did. We started with something that was a little bit crazy of a claim and then you backtrack it and you try and sell the guy. I was never that comfortable with it. I'm just like, I don't like lying. You just jumped in. Right. But then I think the residual effect of that is you end up like... um I think when you're nice, it can kind of soften you up as a human being. And I think you internally are more pleasant. Whereas when you do things like that aggressive sales job, you know what I mean? You put a layer of stinking shit on yourself that then comes out in other ways. And so for your own benefit, there's something, it's almost like, I want to say this is like a hack narrative, but you have like tough dudes and like their whole life, they were like hardened criminals, this, that. And then later in life, they meet some nice lady, they settle down, they have a daughter and it kind of softens them up mm-hmm. and then they're more pleasant and happy. I feel like that's like a hack narrative we've seen in movies or whatever. Yeah. There's something about that storyline that's resonating with you. Or that it's just not resonant, just that. So I think there's a larger yeah. concept to that, that if like, if you're just like nice, it like generates a goodness, which is good like for yourself Overall. internally. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. that's the residual, call it the hell or call it like the, the punishment of working an aggressive sales job where you're lying to people is then you're at a fucking dinner with your family and you just have a, now a personality trait where it's like, oh, I kind of enjoy confrontation. I left that last job and I enjoy having it out with people and I haven't done that all week. So I'm going to now take out that sick thing on some rel, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying it kind of reinforced my belief and like, I think it's just kind of good to 
invest in goodness based on nothing. I, I can't prove that to you. Um, now, I wanted to catch up with Hector, but I don't know. He didn't email me back. Do you think? Just give him a call. You think he'll appreciate our phone call? Probably not, but. What the fuck? Still call him. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm stirring shit up. Maybe we can stir some shit up with Hector. Wouldn't it be funny if this is not even the same guy? <laughs> okay, here we go. We're calling Hector. Maybe I'll start this off aggressive even. Sell him on something? I got nothing to sell him. Forwarded to an automated voice message. Wait for this message, Joseph. Oh, I shouldn't be just putting his number out. I feel like people, you didn't hear the end of that. Don't worry. Yeah, it's 20 listeners. It's mostly him. He clicks it 20 times. Do you think I can edit it, anyways? What's up, Hector? It's Rob from uh, Run Your Mouth. You know, you're not responding to my emails. You're not picking up my phone calls. As far as I'm concerned, I think you're out of the group. I'm just kidding. We're looking to catch up. We'll catch you on the next episode. Later, Hector. I feel like he probably doesn't even remember who we are. Yeah. All right. We'll catch him on the next one. Uh, next is I bought a bike the other day, and I want to talk about salesmanship a little bit. We already talked about we talked about the negative sides of sales a little bit. I'm going to talk about the positive side. Okay. I would love this as a job. I would love to become a consultant for physical stores on how to sell people if they're walking in the door. Because okay. like, especially like bike shops, if you put me in a bike shop, I would sell every single person that walk. If you have a person walking into your store, they're interested in buying something. If they're leaving without purchasing something, that means you fucked up. The other day I was researching, I'm done with the, I'm done with the subway. This is where my anger is at. Subway just keeps fucking up late at night. I'm like, I'm done with the subway. I'm buying a bike. I'm going to bike to the village, which I did last night, by the way. Seven miles there, from seven miles back from Astoria. I'm done with the subway late at night. I'm going to, I'm biking. Okay. That's where I'm at. They've lost me as a customer. They can go fuck themselves, right? So anyways, I, I wanted to try out a single speed bike. They just seem like they're really practical for the city. They're not that expensive. I own like a nice road bike. I don't want to take it to the city. I want to buy like a $300 bike. I don't necessarily... It's going to suck if that gets stolen, but it's not like the end of the world kind of situation for being in the city or if it gets like, you know, trashed up. I'm, I'm using it to commute on. So I've never tried out a single speed bike. I'm curious to try one out. My concern, have you been on a bike anytime soon? Anytime soon, like in the future? Uh, yeah, I guess that was the wrong way to ask that question. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been on a bike in the last two to three years. Right. So I guess what I wanted to find out is I like pedaling against a fair amount of resistance oh i felt sure. like on a single speed bike maybe it was like really light and i couldn't around yeah and i couldn't like really get that moving so i was curious i walk i walk over to the first place the guy like doesn't really even speak english that well and he's just not the first place like i went multiple to, bike stores no so i was looking online to try and find out information on a one speed i realized if I buy a bike, I should do it locally because then if you have problems, like they can fix it up. Mm-hmm. I also kind of like supporting local businesses. And lastly, I wanted to actually try out a one speed before I buy one because I've never, I've never been on one. I don't know what they feel like. So I go to the first bike shop and the guy's just like not really interested in like talking to me or giving me. So go to another bike shop. I walk in there and the guy, he just had the wrong approach. What, what he needed to do 
was sell me. He just had to go, oh, you're curious about a one-speed? Awesome. I got a great one. Have you ever been on one? Take this out for a spin. Come back here. Tell me if you like it. If you don't, I probably have another one that's a better fit. And, and then, what was his tactic? What his tactic was, he's like, well, what are you thinking about? Yeah, I don't think a one-speed is going to be right fit for you. Probably want something with gears. Best I can do is one of those over there. Yeah, they're not really in your budget. Like, uh, he's just not, he's not being enthused. What you got to do is just push the sale forward. Just assume it's going to happen. Push the sale forward. Like, mm-hmm. if a person's already on a bike and they're taking it for a spin, they're invested. They're engaged. Oh, you're not purchasing. Cool. What was the issue with that bike? Well, you did say you wanted to buy a bike. Well, let's see if we can find something here that works for you. If a guy's in a store, he wants to buy something. Right. There's no reason why you can't sell that guy. I go to the third store. Hold on, wait. Yeah. The third bicycle store in Astoria? Well, it's New York City. You got a lot of bike stores. I'm also, I've been sitting on my ass all day. So I was curious to take a walk, and I was like, oh, while I'm on my walk, why don't I stop in at these three bike stores, see if I can get some information on this bicycle. I walk into the third place, and the dude, not a great, not a perfect salesman, but he had enough salesmanship in him to kind of like be like, what are you looking for? Oh, yeah, you, you're curious. I got a great one-speed bike. Do you want to try it out? You know, and perfect, he yeah. makes it work. He sells it. I would love to, for physical stores, come in for a week. I could teach everyone how to sell it. If a guy's walking into a store, you can sell them every day of the week. But wouldn't you rather be that? Oh, you're just saying. I like, want to be a consultant. I want to be like, and get, listen, you, give me five grand. I'm going to come in here for a week. I'm going to teach every one of your employees how to sell if someone walks in this door. Mm-hmm. That's not going to make more profits for you. Right. Five grand, that's two more bicycles being sold in a season. I'm telling you, you're going to sell five more in a week. Uh-huh. I would love that job. I mean, that's going to be, I, I might make that like my next job. That'd be interesting. Sales so I, consultant. But specifically for like for the, even a shoe shop, you're a shoe shop and people are walking in here and they're walking out without shoes. Where are you losing these people? Right. What's going on? Yeah, that's the, yeah. Because I know the first two stores I walked into, they could have sold me a bike. They, just, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They let me go to a third store to be sold. All you got to do, and here's the big thing, you got you to you engage the person, you got to be enthusiastic about your product. Like, if I'm asking you questions about the project, product, I'm fishing out whether or not it's good. And so, so it's you- on you to tell me, yes, this is great. If I walk into your store and I'm like, what can you tell me? Well, this bike's like decent, you might want to be considering, like, I'm like, okay, it's not a great bike. Oh, so the one speed, it's not a good fit for me? All right, then I'm not going to buy it. Right. That's the next guy. One speed. I've been riding a one speed for ten years. I get around on it all the time. It's great. City's not too hilly for it. That's why we send a ton of these. They're super popular. You should be trying this out. Yeah, if you're just looking to commute ten miles a day, this is a perfect fit for you. I don't want you to but, buy it if it's not gonna be comfortable for you. Take it for a spin, see if this is something you think can would it work just for be you. A lack of knowledge on, but that's the point. Don't have on. a guy in your store if he can't sell people. You're just losing money. You spend so much money having a store and stocking it with shit. Why would you have people in there without the sales knowledge? And you wouldn't know this stuff. Unless someone taught it to you, you would not know how to do it. Right. All right. Moving on. But I feel like you could you could make that your business. You would just... Go in go for to, a week. Go, go, not even going for a week, but go store to store of, you know, the types of stores that you're seeking out. Right. Um, and kind of playing it out like... Oh, did, did they like sell me or not? And if not, oh, then, then pitch you, them on. Then you say like, okay, that fucking sucked. That- Call up the <laughs> owner. 
not even yeah like where then you right. get into or I feel like you need like, a, oh you did a good I feel like you job, almost need a reality show for that that next, would make a good reality yeah, show you just move on to the next place if they that would actually make job. I mean I don't you, I couldn't do that you need like a guy like the um the dude from the bar show you need someone with like a real proven track record what's the bar show um bar rescue with John Teffer Toffer what the fuck's oh, name? that angry motherfucker I kind of like that show uh-huh I like that show because every person who owns that bar is exactly like me, and he's telling people that just shouldn't own restaurants why they're a person who shouldn't own a restaurant. Like, they come in, you're totally disorganized. You're not keeping the plate. It's like, yeah, that's the way I would run a business. That's why I don't own a business. Uh-huh. That's why most people don't have... Don't. You see instantly the difference between people who have successful business and non... They're just organized. Work they show up every day, and they do the work. And then he shows up to these places and it's people like me or you. And that's why we don't run our own businesses because, yeah, the bathrooms aren't going to get cleaned every day. You're going to end up with some spoiled food in the fridge. The taxes aren't going to get done. Like just all that shit that you have to be an organized, put together person to do where it's easy to be like, hey, be organized and put together. But then actually showing up every day, it's like telling someone how to diet. Okay, we all understand. Don't. But then practicality, it's impossible to do. Um, But that would actually, I think that would make a great reality show. A dude who's a sales expert comes into the store, doesn't get sold, comes back and yells at them, your employees can't sell for shit, retrains them, mm-hmm. and then people would learn a lot about just like general sales tactics by watching it. That would make a great show. Yeah. I'm going to tell that to Gomez that uh, that we, we should pitch it. Well, you're already selling off the idea? No, because Gomez, Gomez would do a better job of pitching that to someone in the industry than I would. And then in addition to that, that's something I think I could work really well behind the scenes on. I could not be the on-air personality for that show. How not? I don't have enough of a proven track record in sales, I think. I think you you need someone... I think I could do a lot producing it and like writing sales tactics. and You would get in there to to find out who's... Doing the shit job. Oh, you mean I could be? Yeah. yeah, I could be that guy. I could be the obnoxious guy beforehand who um, out all the- right. That could be my on-air role. Okay, um, next segment. This might turn into a long episode. Are you comfy? I'm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable right now because we haven't even started the news. We're 37 minutes in on just nonsense, Rob stories. Okay, I wanted to introduce a new segment. It's going to be our conspiracy corner, and this is this is what we're going to do. Every week, we're going to come up with a conspiracy. Me and you, it can be short. It can be about anything. But I'm thinking if we put out like a lot of these episodes, at some point, we'll be right on one conspiracy. And then we could put out like, hey, we called this. And then people go, holy shit, those, those guys are smart dudes, right? And we can pick up some mass attention. People will be like, why do we ignore these people just sitting alone, okay. balding in apartments? We got to start getting our ideas out there. And the reason I thought of this was when um, the Flinster... Michael Flynn, is that that's his first name? That was the general from Trump's team who got fired. When he first got fired, I thought that was shady as shit because Trump doesn't apologize, ever. Through the entire campaign, it didn't matter what he got busted for, he was, we're the best. This is the best general ever. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. finally, they, what was seemed to be a minor infraction, he's like, you know what, we just don't want this being a whole big thing in the news. Like, that, Trump is worried about big things in the news. We don't want this to become a big news story, so you know what, we're just going to get rid of him it. so that this doesn't become a big thing. No, your entire run has been a big thing. Your entire run has been pissing people off. You're not afraid of controversy. What's going on behind the scenes that you don't want people asking that you're getting rid of? 
I was I was a little suspicious of that the whole time. I think that's growing into something. I didn't say anything then, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, if I got conspiracy theories, I want I want to I want to be the first one to get on them. So now I got the conspiracy theory of all conspiracy theories here. You ready for this? Just about this Michael Flynn. Guy. No, no, it's totally irrelevant and it's complete nonsense based on no scientific fact whatsoever. Well, isn't that what all conspiracy things? Yeah, global warming. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. So I think. I don't even know if I read this, but I think I heard a single like volcano eruption. You got some major volcanoes, like I think all of like um, one of those national parks is like a giant fault line of volcano. You got some like big ass volcanoes that I think if they erupt could like wipe out like half the U.S. There's one like volcano. What's like the major national park? There's one that's like Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I think Yellowstone is like there's a big ass volcano in there. For real? I think so. Then why people like I said, based on no facts, this entire analysis. (laughs) But now. When volcanoes erupt, I think I it emits about more CO2 though. than, like, what us humans ever do. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that thinks that us taking all the methane gas and oil out of the world, that's like the fucking volcano fuel. It's like, I bet that that's why we haven't had an eruption in Yellowstone in all these years, or, like, there hasn't been, like, any major volcanic episodes, is because that's the fucking volcano fuel we're taking out of the Earth. You end up being CO2 oh, neutral. Uh... And now what I I'm basing this shit that we're emitting and, and yes we're CO two neutral because it's actually uh, it's keeping the world in balance because if it wasn't for us the heat's gonna emit through some other natural course yeah. like you, like all you know energy doesn't go away it's that kind of thing like you just kind of change it so I feel like maybe we're actually being CO two neutral in terms of powering our cars through both like fuel and oil and all that stuff conspiracy theory who knows. Maybe maybe five years from now, I'm going to be the new Einstein when some smart scientist says that. And I'm like, I said that three years ago on a podcast. But isn't... You isn't, dumb scientist douche. <laughs> that, that'll show you stupid, him. You stupid Einstein prick stealing my ideas. He goes to patent it. I show up. Not so fast. Okay. Um, next. I used to watch... I used to be a pretty big... Yankee baseball fan, but my way of watching the Yankees is they. When I was a kid, they always made the playoffs and never didn't make the playoffs. So I started watching when the playoffs came around. To me, there was no reason to watch. The entire season was about getting into the playoffs. I knew they were getting into the playoffs. I wasn't watching the regular season. Okay, it sounds like a sensible strategy. Playoffs come around, you hop right on board. You pretend like you were a fan the whole season. You enjoy the best part of it. Fucking douche, yeah. Okay, I feel like I'm doing the opposite with politics and it's becoming impractical where it's like some of the things I'm reading about or getting interested in, it's almost like the minor leagues. Like, for instance, the health care reform. Nothing ever happened with that. Uh-huh. Or um, the Gorish confirmation. He's going to get confirmed. So there's almost like I feel like I'm I'm getting too deep into news that's irrelevant. I got to somehow figure out how to like hop on board for the playoffs. Like once well, these news the stories... Playoffs? So uh, what it I would almost at any time. So this would be this would almost be an example. Like if in the presidential run you're watching like the Republican primary debates, you're kind of more of a political fanatic than you are necessarily following what's important. Like that shit doesn't necessarily get important until it's down to like the last three candidates or till it's down to like you know the the like the who's been picked from the Republican and the Democrats right. going at it. I think to some extent it's almost like following WWF where you just find politics interesting. So like you're almost digging in deeper than you have to go. And what, what might be the better approach is kind of studying policy and 
what's more relevant to what would be a better like instead of like paying attention to what they're doing looking into what would be smarter for these people to do and then just kind of follow if they come around to like big decisions or actually make decisions as opposed to like following the ins and outs of what they're doing right but I, I don't just know. Just analyzing the end result as opposed to right. I, stop tracking it. Yes. Day to day, you know, live. Because there's no reason. Right. I feel like I'm just I, I, like I'm losing too much time on nonsense of what's not really important. You're almost playing their game, or it's like it's more information than you really need. It's a thought. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to make, create better content for the show, and I'm thinking maybe spending less time reading or following the daily news for more. Yes, absolutely. You think I should be doing that? No. Should veer away from that. Do more. Live more life and just tell more stories? Get into more fights that I can tell you about? No, yeah. And more stories, more stupid news stories. More stupid news? Oh, well, I got stupid news. I know. Professional protester. So there was a new article that came out. And if there's anything protest-relating, we're covering it on this program. Oh, for sure. Every fucking time. So... Here was the headline. Americans right to protest is ingrained is in grave danger under Trump. United Nations warns pretty inflammatory headlines from The Washington Post. Americans rights to protest is in grave danger under Trump. So here were the examples. Now, the first three examples is something we commented on on an earlier newsroom. I don't like to repeat myself. So I'm going to tell you what they were. You want the analysis? You can go back. You can listen to those episodes. So Oh, well, here was the first line in terms of inflammatory. 19 states have introduced measures that would criminalize peaceful protest. So in Minnesota, Michigan, and Iowa, they've created laws that um, make the penalties worse if you're blocking traffic, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in North Dakota, they got a bill that if if a motorist runs over and kills agitators as long as the crash was accidental, um, they're fine. You're not going to get in trouble for that, right? Here's the next one. Here's the new ones. In Indiana, conservatives want to instruct police to use any means necessary to remove activists from a roadway. Opponents worry this could lead to more brutal police responses. So this is a weird one. If I feel like if we agree in having a government and we agree in having a police force, if a cop comes up to you and says, hey, you can't do something, you kind of you have to comply. And then if the cop is in the wrong, you can go to court maybe prove that I, I get that that's all difficult and I get that cops can be pieces of shit. But if a cop wants to arrest you for something, you have to let him take you in. You have to go through those miserable three days and then you got to try and get yourself a lawyer and maybe prove that the cop was in the wrong. Now where that becomes really shitty and, and, and now this is something that we have to fix is that sometimes cops accidentally arrest people. They then realize, Hey, this was an accident. They throw it out and then you apply for a job and they run a police report and they find, I mean, they, they run like a background check and they see that you were arrested and there's too much paperwork Doesn't to go that, through. It gets lost in the shuffle. There's no way for you to remove it to the record. That happens to people. So that's something that we need to fix. If we're going to have a working government, you, you, you got to have to, you have to have a working system. You can't be vigilante. You can't say, I'm not going to comply with this cop because re- the government has to do its, its part that if someone wrongfully gets arrested, they can clear that up. They have to take care of that. But as a civilian, I think if a cop tells you to do something, you got to comply. Okay. Do you agree with me so far? Yeah, two point. But now, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, I feel like 
No, I get the the fact that like yeah, that fucking sucks for it affecting, but shouldn't aren't aren't those things kind of wiped off if if they actually do get wiped off? No, I'm I, I remember reading an article. I believe it was in the Times, but I, I misquote things all the time. I definitely read an article where there's been instances where. Like the paperwork just gets lost in the shuffle, and it becomes, imp- you know, the bureaucracy of government. It just be things slip through the cracks, and then you end up with something that was supposed to get thrown out. And who do I talk to to prove that that had been thrown out, uh-huh. and that you just didn't put it right in your computer? I had that in college. My like your college shouldn't be that bureaucratic. The guy says he put you into class. You're not put into the class. You try and talk to someone, and they're like, "Well, you weren't put into that class." Yeah, but that's an error in your computer system. Well. What am I supposed to do about, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then you talk about poor people who can't afford lawyers to be That's clearing true, this shit yeah. up for them. You can just be fucked. You can literally be arrested for no fault of your own. It was a, the cop 100% fucked up, arrested you, releases you the next day. Paperwork goes the wrong way. There's a record that you had been arrested. Even though you weren't prosecuted, you're trying to apply for a job. It comes up that you've been arrested and you're fucked. And that's inexcusable. The system has to correct that. But on the same note, if a cop is taking you in, like that dude who was selling the cigarettes and is like, hey, I'm not going in, you're harassing yeah. me, they shouldn't have choked him out, it's tragic that he died, you have to comply with cops. That's just kind of like, yeah. there's, there's no way around it. Yet, I feel like this situation, which by the way, if you're in a roadway and the cop's like, you can't be in the roadway, you can't be in the fucking roadway. But that also shouldn't become like a Thanksgiving situation for cops. Like I see cops just showing up with their riot gear like, I hope these fuckers don't move. Just ready to go, which I understand. Like, I, I get that. But that that's, like, I remember when in high school, me and Joey, we were outside. The SWAT team had been called to Yeshiva University. And this is this is freshman year of high school. So we're 14. We're kids. We're like, dude, we want to go see the SWAT team. This is fucking cool. There's a SWAT team here. Mm-hmm. They're out there. They got their SWAT van. They got the helmets, the vest, machine guns attached to their chest. We go over there. We're just, like, curious kids. We want to see them. We want to talk to them. So they're there. They got this giant German shepherd. We're trying to like ask them questions like, hey man, what kind of gun is that? We're just being dumb kids, right? And we're tossing around this football. Cop looks at us, goes, if you don't stop throwing around that football, this dog is going to rip off your fucking balls. And me and Joey were like, we left and we're like, wow, we cannot believe that. That's like so not cop-like. Like you're supposed to be a... But it's, it's like, at the same time, like they're there for a reason not to deal with with the fucking antics that you were doing. Oh, you mean that I don't like that you're not taking my side on any of these stories tonight. I, I'm going full <laughs> contrarian. No, I, I'm saying that, you know, it's... it's. Yeah, but t- telling a kid this dog is going to rip off your fucking balls is an inappropriate way of going, hey, kid, we're trying to work here. That, yeah. That's a that's a crazy thing but to say to a 14-year-old. SWAT team. Yeah, but they, by the way, it was like some, they were just chilling on the court. It wasn't like they were working. We didn't, we weren't like, they weren't about to like rush into a building holding that barricade. And we oh. walked up like, hey man, where'd you buy that barricade? Mm-hmm. That's a cool helmet. Can I try on your helmet? <coughs> it's like they had been called in. There was nothing going on. So they're just like chilling on a corner for an hour. Oh, okay. And we're across the street with nothing to do because we live in a fucking prison of a dorm. We're like, hey, let's go, let's go chill with these SWAT guys. And then we walked over and they threatened to release a German shepherd on us. Okay. My point being, cops can be fucking pricks, and if they're showing up to a site where I think they can, I remember seeing footage. There was some like, um, uh, like peaceful protest or something. I saw cops. They didn't just like um spray pepper spray into a guy. I it was like a fire hydrant of pepper spray. It was three college kids on their knees. Cop just walks by with a fucking 
fire hydrant of pepper spray in their face. It's like humorous how violent and unnecessary it is. Yeah. These people go there. So I, it's a little, I mean, government has accountability, so I don't know exactly where the line is. It's definitely a but fine in, line. But in, in this case, um, I don't necessarily think that's wrong, that cops can kind of, that they're, I guess, loosening the laws on what cops can do if people are protesting where they're not supposed to be protesting and they're warning them, hey, you have to leave. That's kind of what it means to have a government and have some semblance of law and order. Yeah. Okay, here's the next one. Colorado lawmakers are considering a big increase in penalties for environmental protesters. Activists who tamper with oil or gas equipment could be under the measure, face felony charges, and be punished with up to 18 months behind bars and a fine of up to $100,000. I hear that in New York City you get more shit for just yelling at a taxi driver. Like, that just doesn't seem like... That doesn't seem crazy. Okay, here's the next one. A bill pending in the Virginia state legislature would dramatically increase punishment for people who unlawfully assemble after having been lawfully warned to dispense. Those who do so could face a year in jail and a $2,500 fine. That one sounds ridiculous to me. That one sounds like a government overreach. That means like you could be out protesting. They could put out a thing. Hey, it's illegal to protest and then show up and you have to face serious jail time because they said it was illegal to protest. That, That one's a little bit crazy. Um, but it's your fault. You shouldn't live in in um, in Virginia. So, you know, you knew that going in. Next one. In Missouri, some lawmakers want to make it illegal to wear a robe, mask, or disguise. Remarkably, a hoodie would be included to a protest. Now, as you're the robe guy, I figure, like, you're better handled to address this one. Yeah, robe doesn't belong outside the house. Oh, you I'm feel like <laughs> you feel like if you're leaving the house in a robe, that's just oh, inappropriate. You, you so it doesn't matter what you're the doing. You leave the house. It should just be illegal to be out. <coughs> I figured you'd be pro robe of hey, oh, these I'm are comfortable, robe, but you keep that shit inside. Maybe we should have a robe rally in your basement. <laughs> we'll exactly. make that the first ever live event. No, well, the argument because I remember this was an old argument with um, the KKK. Uh, maybe it was Giuliani <laughs> or someone said you guys can march, but you can't wear your masks. Mm-hmm. The idea being like. Yeah if, you want to, yourself, yeah. yeah, if you want to take that stance, be a man and fucking show your face and say that's your, your stance. However, um, I think a big thing in marketing is like visual imagery and having almost like in the movie V for Vendetta where they're all wearing the Vendetta mask. I, there can be something to everyone showing up like somewhere in the same thing. So like as a peaceful protest, you know, people do rally behind imagery. So wear, wear a fucking hat. Okay, I get that. But okay, wear the same hat, wear the same T-shirt. But wh- why do you think it? Why not a mask? Why, what's the big deal with a mask or disguise if you're protesting? Why should that? I'll tell you why. Because, and and I think it's the reason why people do, you know, pro, you know, do those things with the with the mask, like kind of creating that an- anonymity. Did I botch that? No, no, you're you're golden. Um, kind of creating that um i don't know you know where animosity no that's the wrong word that's like when you dislike someone yeah okay i know what you're talking about the floor is yours (laughs) because it's not you know like you're trying to say like i don't want to be it's it's kind of being like an internet commenter like uh where you're kind of sh- being behind the veil of of being called out for something like 
You're being but then able theoretically to stand behind the mask. Just to play devil's advocate, yeah, sure. sometimes government it's, passes laws in back rooms. So you know, if 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 they don't, if they want to be anonymous and not face us, maybe. But I get it. If if you're no, gonna show the, up, the, all if, that stuff is. Uh, I get yeah, that. I'm, if you're if you're gonna show up and you're gonna protest, show your face. Yeah. Otherwise, you might. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Otherwise, people can be sheepish or rally behind causes that they're not fully committed to because they, okay. they have that ability like but oh, then I, I don't the, know, the flip side of that commit. the flip side of it this is a free country so why is that something that government should even make a law mm, on maybe that's something that fucking in, creepy. In, impinges on freedom okay um here's the last one you know where five thousand people come wearing a creepy mask you know right okay here's the last one lawmakers in north carolina want to make it a crime to heckle lawmakers <laughs> now when i heard that i was like i didn't even know you could heckle lawmakers like where is that going on it sounds fun and we're talking about making tv shows how is that not a tv show exactly like i would love to see judge like judy to, yeah, yeah where it got to a point where they're getting where they have to put this into uh, into like, action yeah, right like, there's probably like i want to know what's going people, on yeah. that that's happening right so i was thinking it'd be great like if judge judy was followed by people just yelling at judge judy <laughs> And here, here would be my heckle for Judge Judy. Okay. She's sitting there. And it's always like, he was supposed to pay for my car payments and he didn't. I would just sit in the back like, Judge Judy, your haircut is more expensive than this entire case. <laughs> just give them the grand. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're fighting over $123. Right. That's and- what your makeup cost <laughs> this morning. And then I also realized that that's why she's got that attitude of, you're going to shut up. It's because she's like rich and this is like like just petty shit to her. She's like, listen, you subhumans. So, anyways, here was the actual um, incident of the heckler. So it couldn't have been just one. No, no, no. Here was the incident that they wanted to pass the law, and it's a little bit crazy. So, the governor in what state was this? This is um, North Carolina. North Carolina. Thank you. So, the governor in North Carolina passed that transgender bathroom law. So, since then, you know, your liberal people will follow him in the street, just screaming, "Shame on you! You hate gay people! Shame on you!" So, here I have. Um, if we'll load, I have actual footage of that. We'll play it, and then uh, and then we'll comment. Of course, it's not loading well, which gives us an opportunity here. Yussel yawn. So oh, if you're at the wheel trying to stay awake right now, and uh, that yawn puts you over the edge, I don't know what to tell you. Why isn't I'm this liable. loading? Okay, you want to just take my word for it that he's walking into a building and a whole bunch of people are screaming shame? You want to just pretend like you just heard it? And I don't want to hear it. Okay, here it is. It's loading. This is your internet. This is... I mean, I usually load these things beforehand, no. and there was only one that we had to they load. Shut, sh- they shut down our internet after 10 o'clock. They <laughs> <laughs> just turned it off. Um, that actually might be a thing. What? That they slow down your internet? It's possible. Do you find that it runs slower? That ability, right? I'm, like, during off-peak hours to just... This isn't loading. Shut that shit here, I'll tell down. you. I'll tell you. It, it was on... Um, it was linked from a Washington Post article. This is from the News and Observer, um, and it's called "Does Pat McRoy Need Protection?" One North Carolina senator thinks so. Um, oh wait, here maybe maybe we'll load. Um, now, in your opinion, if you're a lawmaker, do you think people in the public should be allowed to yell at you? Like, if you pass a law, let's say tomorrow you're a senator and you say. We needed that to load. Wait, it gets good. It gets good. They yeah, they yell some nasty crap. And he's he's like just trying to walk into work. 
it's also just one gay guy who's like, <laughs> um, no, let's just imagine you're a senator tomorrow, senator from Kentucky. I'm the senator from Kentucky, and I decided that we are going to reinstate the draft and send your son to Iran. Okay. Then people, every time he comes in and out of wherever, goes, you're a fucking murderer. You're sending my kid to die. You're sending my kid to die. Every time he walks in and out of a building, people are there just yelling, nothing violent, but they're shame on you. You represent the industrial military complex. You're profiting off the death of my son. My son died, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that should... I feel like if you're a senator and you want that job and you're going to take inflammatory positions, you got to believe in what your position is. You need to own up to... You got to own up to it. Same as the protesters can't wear masks. It should not be illegal to... If you're so sure of your opinion, then this should be laughable to you that some idiot thinks that is yelling at you about something that he's completely wrong about. Just like you could boo like a, a baseball player. Yeah, you can boo. Yeah. In, yeah, like, fuck it. Like, like, what does it mean to him? Yeah. He's he's on the mound. He's getting paid a million dollars. The fact that you're booing him, he doesn't care. If you were complete, like, for instance, let's take abortion. Let's say, uh, now I'm kind of Trump, I'm, I'm kind of stepping on what Louis' joke was. It's amazing, like, the way, like, I only watched that one joke from a special about the way things stick in your head. But, like, let's say you're a person who absolutely views abortion as being murder, right? Mm -hmm. You're a conservative senator and you pass a law that says no abortions in my state. And when you're walking around, people are screaming at you, you hate women's bodies. You hate women's bodies. If that is honestly your opinion, who cares that they're yelling at you? You feel like you just saved babies. So it's like, if you don't want to deal with the fallout of your public opinion in taking an inflammatory stance, I, I feel like that's freedom. That's part of freedom. Yeah, it's just the other side of it. Well, I don't even know that that's necessarily a negative. If that guy... No, I'm not saying it's right. negative. I'm just saying it's the flip side of being, you know, to have, like, democracy where you can... Where these senators are voting on things or taking stands on, right. on things where, you know, you have to realize the, the weight of it. Right. Maybe that that could be fun, too, in, in addition to professional protester heckle the senators and like you, you pre-write like roast jokes and shit every time they're coming in and out at some place i guess that's kind of some what do you mean some place it's the fucking capital yeah or even even at home stairs. that's kind of like what triumph does it's like that kind of shit a little uh-huh. bit but just more aggressive you, you just always get an angry mob <laughs> yeah that's what it, you know <laughs> or, where they're going really, like you know it's really funny you get like a junior senator who has yet to do anything it's his first day in office and you hire like a thousand people to just be like following around and yelling him about shit that he hasn't done yet like that is totally irrelevant to his stance just to fuck with the guy he's like super conservative and you're yelling at him about like um like things a liberal senate like you're trying to enforce public health care you know just like thousands of people ever oh that'd be a great like uh fucking with a guy thing all right yosef we got more bits Are you, you okay oh yeah let's go all right excellent we got the new york post story of the week coming up right now it's one of our Sponsored recurring segments. By. We should, we're not yet, but we should be. Okay. Okay. So sometimes you read a newspaper and you want to learn about foreign affairs politics. Other times you want to hear about the news of where homeless people are pissing and what it's like living with two vaginas. And that's our story for this week. That's our pick. You ready? Here's the headline. Um, what it's like having two vaginas. What, what do you think life might be like with two vaginas, Yosef? Troublesome. You think troublesome. Why? Oh, God. Because it's, it's more vagina than you need. You only need one yeah, if you're going to double. I would like to have two penises, though. 
Unless I wouldn't like having two penises if like you could have like two three inch penises or one six inch penises. I'd go with one six inch penis, right? But if I could have two nice sized penises, I'll go for why wouldn't two penises sounds fun? Stick with the one. You could work out both your arms at the same time. You could, but one would kind of have to be on the back burner. Why? Come on, you can use two penises at once if you get good blood flow. I mean, you might have to get into better shape, but. I feel like there's 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 room in the world for two penises. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm good with my one. You don't think you'd have fun with an extra penis? No, it would be it would be too much cumbersome. Yeah, like you shoot a load out of one, it's like the rifle's already loaded. You're just good oh. to go with the other one. <laughs> I don't think it worked that way. You might need a second set of balls for that. I don't know that it's like a revolver. <laughs> well, I would hope if if you have. Two penises, you'd, you'd, you'd have, have two women? No, two sets of balls also. No, I'm thinking one set of balls, just kinda... two penises, they have their own shaft, and I think they're side by side, not one on top of the other. Would would it be like one off to one side, one off to the other? I don't know if they curve. The no, they're not. Obviously, they don't just shoot straight down the middle. They probably, at one point's a little left, one point's a little right, but you know, these are nice penises. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't want two penises if they're not going to be nice, you know? Yeah. I think Louie also had a joke about that, about getting some brown kid's shiny penis, but keeping his penis. Whatever. You can't... The guy put out nine hours of stand-up yeah. comedy material. If you're talking off the top of your head, it's hard to like... But so... so yeah. What's this, this... Oh, okay. So let's talk about this lady how, with how two vaginas. Oh, I, just a freak of nature. God said, I'm going to bless you with two vaginas. Does this lady Sounds appreciate like it? No. No, this lady doesn't appreciate it. God gives her two perfectly good vaginas, and she's complaining that there's too much period going on, so she gets rid of them. Uh, she doesn't get rid of both of them. She 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 gets the two vaginas made into one vagina, right? Oh my so god! At what first, doctor did that? At first, I was like, "Come on, lady, you got two vaginas. That's incredible. Why would you get rid of them?" And then the second they were talking period talk, I had to get hassle. I had to get out of that. I had to get out of that conversation. And then I realized I feel bad for chicks that they deal with that because I re- like I get a lot of anxiety over things that are just human issues. Like I don't like using the bathroom. Like I just don't like not like in other people's places. Like that's just a human issue. That's part of being a fucking human being. Mm-hmm. If I had to deal with, I I'm telling you, I would call out sick from work every time. They'd be like, "What's <laughs> up?" You'd be like, "My vagina is bleeding." Like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like, there's blood coming out of my vagina. I can't come into work today. No, no, did you not hear me? I'm bleeding out of my vagina. I'm staying home. I have cramps. Like, I'm not going out in public. Like, I I, I mean, maybe other people get used to it. I'm, that's one of those moments where you like. You just need it, you know. Right. Anyways. You at, need it to happen to you once. And then at the end, you want proof that life isn't fair. At the end of this article, they transition from the story about the lady with two vaginas to a chick who has no vaginas. Uh, Unbelievable. out. I guess the the world has a way of balancing out, but you know this chick's got no vaginas. This chick's got two vaginas. What's this world coming to? Now, so what, what makes the one without with zero like? What is she? How is she? I mean, she? well, I guess because she has tits, she looks like a chick. She identifies as female. I also think on the inside, she had. The parts of the, uh, vagina, and she must also have a urinary tract. Even though the article didn't get into this, she must have like a urinary tract, but just not what the external parts of a vagina might be. God, I'm not like a, very I'm no doctor. And, yeah, but now at first she was saying she was having a hard time getting a boyfriend, and I feel like 
a chick with no vagina is a great girlfriend because she's going to master her other orifices. Like, if you're a dude without a penis, now, personally, I don't know why you would date. I would have nothing to do with women at that point. But if you wanted to be with women, you'd figure out how to use your... Nose? No, you'd be good with your fingers and tongue. You would just... You would master those things. But now, she's got a science vagina, right? Scientists made a vagina for her. I was trying to do a little research, not a lot of research, because this is the Run Your Mouth podcast. I'm guessing that she has no... It could just... The cops could show up at... (laughs) I'm assuming that she has no feeling in a science vagina. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they somehow created a hole for her spouse that feels good so that they can partake in what would be normal relations, but that she gets nothing out of it. And then I was thinking, that makes the perfect girlfriend because they can never be in the mood for sex. So anytime they're not having sex with you... They're just being selfish and not sharing their science vagina. That's an interesting take. I'm standing by it. Feel free to refute. No, it's that. It could also be that they're constantly just not in the mood and and be le- totally legitimized by by that. Oh, that they're like, hey, I don't even like this. This is for you. And like, I just feel kind of like used every time you're coming at me. Yeah, maybe. Um, Next news story, science news. You got these crested black. We just talked about science. No, no. Well, this is our science story. That wasn't, the earlier one wasn't our science story. That was. No, but that wasn't our science story. That was our conspiracy theory. Oh, I was talking about the Daily News story. No, that's the New York. Oh, you're saying we could have double dosed on that? No, I'm saying the vagina story was the science. No, that was the New York Post story of the week. Now we got our science story. The two different bits. Well, are you trying to save time here? I'm not trying to. Save are you time. tiring out on me, Yosel? I'm not. I'm not <laughs> trying to save time. I'm just saying that we just talked about science. So you feel like it's too no, much science? Could, no, we could do more science, but let's just state the fact that. The vagina that was, story was a science fine. topic. The New York Post story might have included science, but it's in the New York Post category. We're now in the category of our science story. All right. You on board? No. Okay. But go on. There's a crested black, and I cannot pronounce this. I know I'm going to blow it. I'm going to spell it out. You tell me the way you think it's pronounced. M-A-C-A-Q-U-E. Makaki? McCoy? McCoy? McCoy. McCoy? Macaque. Macaque. It's a a crested black macaque. (laughs) So you gotta if you're if you're listening to this and you're probably not, you gotta Google this monkey. Did you look up what this monkey looked like? No. This monkey, take out your phone. You got your phone by you? Just show me a picture. Okay, I'll pull up a picture. This monkey looks like if you were drafting your crew of friends of who you wanted to like hang out with, this monkey looks like he would be a fun guy. He just looks like he'd be a goofball. He'd be kind of like your wild card when you're out hanging out. Um, here, this one took a selfie of itself. They just look very human-like in a uh-huh. fun way. You agree? Yeah. Here, we can find some other ones. So what's going on is in the one part of the world where they live, they're going extinct because people keep on eating them. They're eating them? They're eating them like you wouldn't believe. Right? Are they tasty? So, 
here's what one person had to say. I was like, how the hell can you eat them? So they interviewed someone and they go, I like the taste hot and spicy. And I'm like, I can't, I can't argue with that. You don't even have to flavor the thing and it's already spicy. I could, I could even see where that comes from. I could like look at the animal and almost understand that he's got a little, he's got a little tang on it. Right. And he goes, it's similar to wild boar or dog. Now let me ask you this. If there was no issue with kosher, do you think you could eat dog? No. So I venture to guess, per, like, I once saw someone slaughter a chicken, and I couldn't eat chicken for a while. Mm-hmm. I think if I was removed from the process with dog, the same well, as I am from cow, I could eat it. It's impossible to remove yourself from that, though. I, I feel like if you brought me my dad's dog, and you're like, we just killed Peppy, here's the bone, I could <laughs> not eat it. I feel like if I was in the middle of Asia somewhere, sitting down, and they're like, this is grilled dog and it looked delicious and lean it was off the bone it was just like in meat strips i think i could taste it but maybe not maybe i'm wrong yeah i think it'd have to it'd have to be like presented to me in a way where like it wasn't you couldn't do it like a roasted no no you can't do it like a roasted pig where it's clearly a skinned dog and it's on the bone kind of thing i'll tell you how it would have to be presented to me not as dog You'd have to eat it as something else first. Yeah, have someone say, tell you that it's this dog. Is just, this is just some now, if fancy someone, meat. If someone told you that it was dog midway through eating it and you liked it, like the first couple of days, you're like, holy shit, this is... Do you think you'd continue or would you... If someone told me like they fed me human, I would oh, lose God. my shit. I mean, I don't even know... I, that's a totally different I'd like jump game. off a cliff. Like that would just fuck with me too much. I wouldn't jump off a cliff, but... But if you it's... told me... I, I, I mean, if you told me I ate a human, I would throw up on the spot without quite... I, I'd feel sick for... Di- like, that would fuck me up mentally. Mm-hmm. If you told me I ate a dog, I, I think I'd... I don't know. I don't, I don't think it would necessarily bother me. I, I think... Uh, it's hard to say in the in the moment. Like, I would either be like, uh, and, and be done. Right. Or, all right, that was, you know, decently okay, so prepared now- and I'll continue. Now, here's the thing, <laughs> if it was prepared well enough. Yeah. Um, no, if it was delicious, yeah. Okay, so you look at the crested black macaque, right? Mm-hmm. And you see this thing's face, and you're like, how could you eat something that looks that much like a human and just looks like an adorable animal, right? But now, you got to look at more pictures, and you see this thing's behind, and you're like, kill that fucking beast. Look at the asses on this thing. Oh, those look like... Uh... It looks like a giant herpy explosion... Of the most disgusting it looks like its thing. Ass was cut off. Yes, I and they're all like this. It's not like those were one infected macaque. It's like brains coming out of the rear end. Uh-huh. It's it's. Is that the part you eat, or? I can't imagine that's what they eat. It looks like a giant herpy. Look at the look at that macaque's oh, ass. God. That looks like someone attached the back of a hippo that exploded to an orangutan. You guys, I, I'm doing visual jokes on a podcast. You, you guys got to have to do some Google research. All right, we're done with science news. Unless, was there any other science you wanted? No. Because I know you were really into this, so I don't want to. I don't want to just browse over it. I want to give these black macaques their due. No, we're good. okay. We're good. So here's the last story I want to cover. Uh, we'll do it a little bit quickly, and it's the only actual real news story that we're going to cover this week. So if you hung out for an hour and 13 minutes wondering when are we finally going to get to a real news story, this is the big moment. Um, are you cool for me to cover this a little quickly? I feel like we yeah, go for it. we might be exhausting our listeners a little bit. So I'm calling this the nonsense news story of the week. So one of the big things that the media was an uproar about was that internet providers are now allowed to track and sell your data. 
So like AT&T, Verizon, Cablevision, whoever provides your internet, they can now track everything that you do on the internet. They can package that together and sell it to people. Mm-hmm. In an overall perspective of that, what do you make? I don't like it. Uh, that's it's it's. I also <laughs> what I think also is it, I'm trying to picture like what's going on at AT and T and Verizon where like they're kind of like um, power ranking. Yeah, whose data is the best to sell like. Oh, I got fucking, I got Yosef. <laughs> you know, like it's like prime time got, data or, you know, whatever, you know, I got this, you know, whoever it is like, it's not crazy. I didn't, I mean, this is not my sheet, but as a concept, it's like Trump was pissed that the, that the government might've hacked him, but now it's like, let's cable vision just has that. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. All these. Yeah. Like, and free willy nilly. That's like. insanity. So I remember here. Here's the argument kind of for it is that um, if your phone kind of tracks your ha- habits, it can kind of offer you better service because to a point, it can even predict the information predict the information you're looking for before it even ask your phone for it. So for example, this is four years ago. I used to have an Apple phone, and I used to scroll down my map feature. Not even my map. I would just scroll down. It knew where it knew my schedule well enough. It would go. You're going to the city now. Oh, There's traffic does, here yeah. would be, and I would go, thank you, but I wish you didn't know that. Like this information's really helpful, but it's really creepy that you know my schedule well enough that I can just look at this and you're going to tell me the preferred route for where I want to go without me telling you that I wanted to go there. Yeah. I don't like that you know that, but, but th- that, that kind of stuff, it's, it's very, that's very like, um, benign no but if they know no, no, that the point is they know the, fucking everything in your route they know where because it's so it's that's like the simplest thing yeah but you, you know what they can it's, do it's just like, by knowing oh, okay four and six this like, is a guy who uh, here's a theoretical total theoretical. they go okay this is a guy he wakes up he goes to the gym every day he goes to work every day and then he goes home then all of a sudden they see you're not going to the gym anymore and they got some algorithm. Oh, what's going on in this guy's life that he's not going to the gym anymore? And they start advertising you booze. And now you start going to the bar every night because Corona paid for your information, got you an addict because they were able to figure out that you were depressed. They were able to look on your phone and realize, oh, this guy just broke up with his girlfriend. He's depressed. What can we advertise to him and get him hooked on yeah. that he might be a customer for us for the rest of our lives? That's pretty shitty if you ask me. That people have that. You don't understand. We are fucking compulsive human beings. There's scientific literature about whether or not we're even rational actors. We're fucking compulsive people. And the fact that people have the ability to know this much about us and market us and prey off of our desires, it's theoretically pretty dangerous. Yeah. But it's it's not... It, only if they're using it in... What, do you think they're going to use it to help you? You think they're going to sit there with the Yosef profile and go, how can I improve Yosef's life? No, you're a fucking customer, and they're going to see what they can do to get you, to sell you. That's it. But anyways, okay. Oh, if you had more, I don't want to cut you off. No, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, because the thing is, you're thinking of it from a very skeptical angry pro- point of view where they're trying to like rip you off but make like, sure to talk on the mic otherwise oh where they're yeah. trying to you know like turn you into like 
just a sack of garbage. But it, it, I don't think it's it has these like bad alter you know ulterior motives. I think it's just generally like trying to put into into place like things that would generally be good things over the course of your day. Okay, could be. I think, well, firstly, it kind of scares me the bigger picture of what people with big data can do. Oh, they if can they do have, everything. If they have like that much of an understanding of human nature, general habits, what people are interested in, that scares me. But putting that aside, so the big argument, industry backers, this is from a Washington Post article, industry backers say that allowing providers to use data-driven targeting could benefit consumers by leading to more relevant advertisements and innovative business models. So the innovative business models are they can kind of start predicting oh, what do human beings really want, and then they could start filling those desires for us. Right. That's Okay, I, I, that's what you're kind of saying. Mm-hmm. I was thinking when it says, by leading to more relevant advertisements, when I hear that, my thought is more, none of us need help spending our money. Like, we're all already compulsive in trying to save our money, we don't need to be assisted in spending it. Right. And one of the things, I might have already told this joke on the podcast, but this pisses me off. Sometimes you're online, you're being a little compulsive, you look up what a product might cost, and then usually you walk into a store, you look outside and you realize, okay, I don't want to eat this cookie, and you leave. On the internet, that cookie follows you for the next three months. Yeah. Every website, it's there in the corner. Hey, I'm still here. Hey, you can still buy me. I fucking hate that shit. And that's mostly what they do with the targeted ads, is that you look at a website, Google just lets like whatever their algorithm is. Hey, they're interested in your product, and that product's on every single page that you ever go to. Um, Okay, Um, now here's a really big negative that exists in all this, which I'm taking this from a book. It's been on my desk for a while. It's called Weapons of Math Destruction. Weapons of Math Destruction. And you have an issue now. Let's say you got a bad credit score. Um, Like even employers are starting to use credit scores as basically a way of weeding out irresponsible people. You got a million fucking applicants for a job. You can't look at all the resumes. So they're trying to figure out what are just like good, good statistical analysis. What do we know are going to be markers of good employees, bad employees, so we can just get rid of all the bad people. Low credit scores, goodbye. But now you got an issue. If people are tracking everything that you're doing on the internet, they can start putting together new algorithms for labeling you and things that you don't even know exist and are now going to affect your life. Like you go to get a loan and forget credit scores. They have a new thing. Oh, this guy spends X amount of time on Facebook, X amount of time on Netflix. He clearly isn't that hardworking of a person. I'm not going to trust him with a loan. This shit will really affect your life. It's like a very advanced background check. Yes. They will have just a profile of you when you walk into a place like even a sales guy, you walk into a place, I look at my phone because I paid for this, it gives me, um, okay, this is a guy that if you demean will purchase the product because he's stubborn. Like if I go, if like you walk in, it'll tell me the profile, you walk in and go, oh, this isn't for you. You you, can, you couldn't afford this. You don't want to be here. It tells me, make him feel like he's not a man and he'll purchase it out of spite. Can you imagine that? Like you just walk into a place, it gives you that profile because they figure that out. It could be the world we're living in in 20, 30 years. It could be, it's funny. It could even, years. um, so I was thinking you have a relationship with your doctor. We all lie to our doctors. You go to see your doctor and you drink. I've never drank in my life. Who people drink alcohol. Who does that? You ever smoke pot? Are you, that's a drug doctor, a drug. You're asking me if I smoke a drug. And the reason why you do that from what I understand is because they put it on the insurance form, your rates are going to go up. So you see a doctor, you got to lie to your doctor. You got to lie to your doctor. You can't tell your doctor you're doing unhealthy shit. 
It affects your health premiums, from what I understand. They put they make a little mark of that, gets reported to the insurance companies. So all of a sudden you're dealing with the doctor, you feel like the doctor's on your side, you want to be healthy, you want to, you're drinking every day, maybe you should have that conversation with your doctor, he'll tell you to take some milk thistle, it's going to help your liver. But you don't want to tell the doctor that you're drinking every day, because it gets put in down that form, uh-huh. and it's going to affect things in your life. I feel like the internet's going to be the same way, where you're like, nervous about what you're telling it, because all of a sudden you know this information might Won't be building a profile. Already? Not just lying to the internet. It's, I feel like there's going to be like lines around the block at the public library. There's going to be... <laughs> but that's, as a joke, that's where the free market comes in, that people might start offering premium internet services where you're not being tracked, where you actually have a choice. You can have cheaper internet service where essentially it could even be free, but you're giving them all the profile information, or you choose to pay. Or... You pay for an advanced like search option, some third-party computer thing where it reroutes your IP address and they can't track you. Mm-hmm. So there's the potential for the free market to just fix this. Um, now, which by the way existed, AT&T for instance, this is also from a Wash Post article, um, used to offer internet discounts to consumers in exchange for letting the company monitor their browsing history. Right. So now, with all of this being said, here's why this is complete and utter nonsense. The media was in uproar of this all week. They're fucking attacking the Republicans left and right. The Republicans, they are encringing on your data. They're making your life worse. They're giving your data to the big companies. You no longer have privacy in your own home. These were the headlines all week. Republicans, bad, 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 bad. In reality, Google and Facebook already do this. Yeah. This exists in the world. If anything, they took away the monopoly from Google and Facebook where now there's it out, uh, now there's competition. Now, it could be that your cable provider gets a better everyone, snapshot. Everyone's going to fucking know anyways. And then the other thing is now that you know that everyone knows, maybe it means that we're going to start being upset by that. And you know what? These companies need a profit at the end of the day. So if we actually all take a stand of, at the end of the day, dude, I've, I've signed off on my data to use a flashlight on my phone. We're fucking retarded. But I think once we see the negative repercussions of this, people might be like, no, we're not cool with that. And then guess what? They're not going to do it because so in some ways, maybe it's good that they're all in on it and that it's public. Maybe. I don't it makes know. Makes you more aware of, of but at the end, what was already happening. Here was a switch. The Democrats pushed to have FCC regulation over the Internet. From what I understand, that was from lobbying from Netflix. And also FCC regulation meant that theoretically down the line, the same way Howard Stern got shit for the FCC for content, the Internet theoretically would be under government regulation. What we loved of it, the Wild West, you could look up anything, find out any information, potentially down the line, government regulated, not going to be the case. So they switched over. I don't even know what the fucking FTC is. They switched it from FCC to FTC. That's currently the branch of government that already regulates Google and Facebook. So all this hollering of the Republicans, it's not true. Google and Facebook already do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think uh, any uh, any closing statements, Mr. Feldstein? No. Okay. I think uh, I think we can call it a quits. Yes. That's it? You don't want to say anything? Uh, say a last word. What else I got? Maybe a word. I feel like uh, I closed it on like a a downer angry note. Maybe you could uh, throw a word of inspiration to... Liven this thing up. Yeah. Maybe something for Hector. Hector? Fuck Hector. Yeah, he didn't answer our call or our emails. He's ducking us. (laughs) Um, No, I don't know. It's it's love time for you. (laughs) I feel like I could bring over a blanket and you just... (coughs) I could I'd sing one. I could sing one lullaby, and you'd be out. You'd sing one note.